Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 183 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. And it's me, Takedown, with TKD Gaming. All right. And, yeah, I want to thank you for letting me come on. So. Of course, man. Last minute, but hey, happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a pretty slow news week. Also, this is our last Ham Radio Podcast of 2018. And then we'll be picking up back in the new year, so... For those of you who are consistent listeners, week in, week out, really you're just missing a week. And then back in 2019, here we are again. Uh, but we still wanted to make everyone aware of that. Thank you so much for supporting the show this entire year. It's It's been a, a really fun ride thus far, and, and we're really starting to gain some traction here. So uh, just thank you all so much again for, for making us a part of your Sunday afternoon or wherever you are, depending on your – or whenever you are, rather, depending on your time zone – um, it just means the world to us because there are so many podcasts out there. So thank you for making us a part of that. And um, every mother and brother has a podcast. Yeah, like, man. Oh, we're going to do the smoke ex smokers podcast. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like more competition. So, so yeah, really. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for, for letting us uh, be a part of your day. As always, if you'd like to support the show, my Patreon will you be linked down below. Click a book. There it is. The last one of 2018. <laughs> I'll come up with a new line for character drop in the middle of that promo uh, for 2019 <laughs> to give us a, a little bit of a flavor. But anyway, uh, if you flick Dude, a I'll book, do a rap. Oh, man, gone, really? I'm going to do a rap. I'm going to be like, wiggity, wiggity. Yeah, old school, 1975, <laughs> right. 1985 rap. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> okay, sorry, keep going. Keep going. No, you're fine. I was <laughs> just going to say the usual, you know, you get early access to the podcast, Discord access, game giveaways, the whole nine yards. If you want to join the Patreon, that will be linked down below. And as always, during our intro segment, I like to catch up with the people who are joining me on this show. Carrick, we'll start off with you. What are you up to this week and the next week content-wise over the holidays? Well, I was going to stream Atlas, <laughs> not because I wanted to, but because so many people seemed interested in it. I was like, I'll jump in on this shit. I'll jump on that grenade. And unfortunately, they delayed it. I'm going to try to do that today. Um, I've been playing an incredible amount of, uh, of VR because uh, another person um, in the Better With Friends group is getting a PC. He's never done VR, so we're sort of getting all that set up. Videos from me. I have a, a little RTS space game that I'm going to do some coverage called Ancient Frontiers. Um, and then January is probably actually where most of my stuff. Uh, to be honest, I've found out that for whatever reason, maybe it's because I look like a lumberjack, but the <laughs> Hunter videos on my channel do fucking spectacularly well. That's hilarious. So I'll I'll probably be p playing hunting games. I'm not lying. Mm -hmm. I did this. I did it one time, and I was like, Jesus, there's like fucking people are putting challenges in and you know like they're really getting engaged with it and i was like i'll do another one just to see and so those have done really well so i'll probably stream most of you know like this like the ending of this year cover one or two games and then january probably starting january i'll do game of the year gotcha the, the award just buying our time until the onslaught of game comes end of uh january mid february yeah, mid and even mid January, I think. Well, maybe a little late, but yeah, because I think Ace Combat starts it, and it's like right. once Ace Combat comes out, it's like it's just a little sleeper Yeah. And what about you, Takedown? What are you up to for content? Uh, I'm going to be doing the Banter Files with Carrick once a week that he forgot to mention because he doesn't care about it that much. I did because I don't care. It's true. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, I'll be doing some more content videos. I did Ashen. I did Below, which have done surprisingly well for my tiny, tiny channel. So we do more game videos like that, 
whatever I can find, maybe cheap games on Steam that nobody covers. Try and find a niche in that. And yeah, just streaming. I might stream Atlas as well just to try and outdo Carrick's stream. (laughs) Friendly competition. Endless competition with Carrick. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah we'll have we'll have takedown's channel link down below for those of you who want to check it out it's great stuff there i was looking at it before you uh we, oh, we, you. when we were we were chatting for the past couple of days and uh yeah you do you do good stuff you're underrated so uh, be sure to definitely give him a look and now let's hop into our first bit of super exciting news uh you know and the reason we're covering this is more so because <laughs> Sometimes there's just that hidden gem, I guess, right? Or rather, I wouldn't even say a hidden gem, because a lot of people say, well, we know this series is good, but the Farming Simulator series is selling quite more than I think anyone would ever imagine. Upwards of 1.5 million copies sold for the latest entry in the Farming Simulator series. Think of how many games this year... Like, we were talking about Vampire. Like, if it hits 500,000 right. sales, then exactly. it's a success. And if it hits a million, they get a sequel. And we're like, can it get to a million? And then Farming Simulator hits 1.5. And we don't say that to make fun of it because it's I, – I remember covering – I think it was Far, Farming Simulator 17. There was something similar between that and a Fallout 4 DLC. My, I'm not entirely sure what the situation was. But I was saying in my Patreon Discord, I recall discovering like a bunch of Farming Simulator YouTubes. There is a community there. It is not a foreign concept to those who do play those games that these games are successful. But it's just a headline that I don't think many of us expected at this time of the year for Farming Simulator to be one of the better selling titles of the fall. And not only that, but comparatively, um, people are celebrating Smash's sales. Mm, and the numbers are quite similar. And yeah. to, I, I just don't think people understand. First of all, the farming simulator games, I think one of the reasons why they do them well, Maddie, is because they take it serious. So, like, they have the proper John Deere model. Like, right. so if there is a, a fan of that kind of stuff, and there are people who love farming. There are people who, I mean, I know friends of mine who didn't come from farmer families, and they wanted to do that when they grew up. And you do crazy shit in this last one. You're, it's not just farming. Like, fucking animal husbandry all this shit that you would so you see farming simulator and you think i'm going to be driving a plow it's not at all what it is there is thousands of activities and it's just and it's multiplayer how many people take down 16 people 16 people can jump in and just fucking run a a farm (laughs) that sounds fun though (laughs) exactly oh that's why we're streaming it because we were just like that kind of game is a kind of game where i would zen right you just sit back. It's not like A, B, 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 A, ah, you know, you got to get everything perfect. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it's amazing because it shows that they've also improved because 15 yeah. is not great. <laughs> it's not great. So it's like 15, you're looking at it going, nah, and then you get to like 17, which sounds like you saw, and then there's a lot more, and it's, it's, uh, it's more um, it's more consumer-based where they, they explain things a little better and the button – yeah, to do things are better, and the nineteen supposedly is like nineteen looks amazing. A game, and it looks amazing, unbelievable, it's so weird. Do you think that some of these sales might be people going like, "Aha, simulator game, let me pick it up"? But didn't it just um, launch? Didn't nineteen just launch? So yeah, three weeks ago was it? Yeah, three so then I might retract that real quick because. That's a pretty big purchase to make to go, aha, memes, $60 out of my pocket. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's serious. Go for it. It's got a huge, I didn't realize how big the market was for simulator games in general. Like the simulator games in every area do incredibly well. Mm -hmm. I always thought they were not a joke area. 
but are less appreciated. But the car mechanic simulators do incredible. Mm, PC building yeah. simulator did so well. It it was top to the numbers. Steam charts for weeks. Yeah. It's one of the it's the tenth biggest streamed game on Steam, I think. It also Still, might one of them. fill a void uh, with, like, when you look at Sims, you know, that's that's a series that a lot of people love, and I don't think it gets much <clears throat> expansions or any new entries, really. And so you'll see games like uh, City Skylines, uh, I think is one, uh, Civilization, kind of these, like, builder games rising up and, and getting some attention. But uh, I think maybe the simulator games have kind of filled that void. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Sorry. I think because they're so niche. They, they they seem niche, but then I think like The Sims is very broad. Then with farming simulator, if you genuinely like farming, that's the perfect game for you. So it definitely finds people in different situations and latches onto that sort of base. I think. And I, again, I think they re, they they celebrate realism. So Euro yeah. Truck. Okay, so American Truck Simulator just added Oregon. That's where I'm from. So I was able to drive places i had gone to 30 minutes ago and you're driving going that that is the newport bridge like that's the bridge i drive over all the time that is and so when they take them serious whether it be the farming what have you not goat simulator or something but when they <laughs> take it serious it elevates it to a level to where people can go yeah it can be funny but it's it's funny in an ironic way where it's like it's funny but damn there's actually a lot of gameplay here you look at thief simulator they gave me a code for that, and I'm going to be honest, I passed it to take them. I'm like, I just, it doesn't look like it's very in-depth. And fuck, there's actual dark, you can go to your computer yeah. and dark web forum into, like, other thieves' dens where they'll tell you, like, where somebody might have left their keys in a house and all this crazy shit. And you're just like, because you, you see it and you're all thief simulator. You quite literally just think, I'm going to have some tools I'm going to bust somebody's window. I'm going to go in their house. And instead, it's this say, Is there like a world where you go into and That's what stuff? it is. It's a neighborhood. Yeah. Each, yeah. And each neighborhood's different. So you go that to a neighborhood, like you a park your car. <laughs> oh, dude. And they've is. got Thief Simulator. Then they've got, what was the one that just came, that we were just laughing about? Um, Treasure uh, Hunter Simulator. Oh, yeah. Treasure Hunter, yeah. And it's literally like oh, reading this myths. This makes more sense. Yeah, it's like reading myths and then fucking getting treasure maps and then putting puzzles together, then going out into the, you know, whatever landscape this one what particular place is at. <laughs> what Sea of Thieves should have been. Yeah, what holding the map up in front of you should have yeah. been. Um, also, Farming Simulator has its own its own controllers. It's so big. There's a controller they sell. It's like 219 bucks. It actually has all the backo instructions on it, all the hydraulic, and you literally mount it to your piece. You mount it to, like, your computer desk. And you can play, you know, with a steering wheel and this thing, and fucking huh. like use all these special buttons instead of a controller. It's it, it's it's an untapped, not untapped market, but a mysterious one, at least for me. I think when you guys start going on about Thief Treasure Hunter, it made more sense to me. I don't know when exactly those games released, but I feel like as they build a pedigree of simulating this well and simulating that well, they're they're clearly based on the sales was a contingent of folks who were like i want to farm imagine if they made a farming game it's almost like assassin's creed oh if they went to japan oh if they went here they went there right you know we start dreaming about the settings and a lot of people pick it up based off that alone without even knowing anything about the game and so i thought all right now with this simulator series it's like oh what are they going to sim next oh farming yes like let's let's get in on that that they probably would do this spectacularly well which i guess they did based off the sales and the 
the content and and what people are saying about the game. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I, I, I think, think there's. Oh, sorry. No, go for it. I was in it. I think there's a simulator for everything because me and Carrick are excited for one called Bum Simulator, where you play a homeless guy. <laughs> it looks it genuinely looks incredible graphics wise, gameplay wise. It just it look it sounds like a joke. You'd think that's not a game, or it's going to be a joke, but it looks absolutely phenomenal, like as a game, genuinely. And that's the one where you drink rum out of a paper bag, and when yeah. you do, you can power shout like you do in Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> you can go like Foro, and you can knock other bums out. And that's the goofy game. Playway is the company, but they do car simulator. And I'm telling you, as somebody who's worked on cars and fixed disc brakes and fixed fucking old drum brakes, mm. the shit they show you is real. Like you have to it, it, every single lug nut, and it sounds so dumb, but they made a game out of it because they say, "Oh, this guy needs his car fixed," and you're trying to fix it for the least amount of money, but also have them happy. And that's where PC Builder uh, comes into the simulator, where it, like anybody can basically build a PC. Most people can, but mm -hmm. what this happens is they ship them to you, and they have a problem, and they have a budget they're willing to spend, and you have to figure out how to get. Uh. The, so they'll be like, if I want it to run faster on this benchmark. And you're like, shit, man, like you don't have this or that. And then you might replace it for too much money. And then they're pissed and they want their money back. Mm. And it sounds dumb, but you're actually doing the stuff. You're like, okay, slotting in this memory, slotting this memory in, doing these wires. It's, you know what? Or any, it's mm. awesome. I think it could also be because it's a learning tool. Sounds like, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I might not know a thing about cars and maybe I can go in there and, Grind away you absolutely learn. would know. Yep. You absolutely would be able to pick up a good bulk of what you needed to, let's say, replace yeah. tires and, and do stuff like that. And then it gets even in-depth. They have a train mechanic simulator where all you do is work <laughs> on diesel engines. Yeah, that sounds really cool, though, to me, even though I don't like cars or engines. It's just something about it sounds cool. I think it's because you're allowed to experience certain parts of life without say With mud grime and pain yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say yeah. you, you can learn you can get the mental simulation of doing it without actually being like in the heat in a in an auto body garage just working out working hard on a car or something like that you know well so. don't you also believe maddie like if i were to come to you and i if i were to ask you if you wanted to stream with me um boeing 747 simulator your brain would go like fuck no because you know there's eight billion buttons and combination all this crazy shit but then when you look at these other games, I think that there's a level of entry that's mm -hmm. much easier. Right. And you can and then maybe you step up and you go, I do like Sims. Like for example, the European truck simulator blew up. People were having convoys where they're like taking they're behind each other and they're like break break you know, they're they're they've got yeah. full triple screen setups and all this shit. And I think that the bar the barrier for entry is easier mentally because mm. it can be I don't know about you, I rarely get like truly scared of something but the first time i jumped into a flight simulator game i was like are you fucking shitting me because there's but there's just flips and switches mm -hmm. everywhere and in these i think there's just enough to get you into the sim and then decide from there if you want to go up down or if it's not for you right on yeah i've only played the bus simulator from like <laughs> yeah did you like it no it was really oh, gotcha. bad 20 like 2013 <laughs> like it was I used to do a series called Humanity's Worst Games, if you guys didn't know. 
And uh, I used to like go on Steam and just click the lowest reviewed games, pick one out, play it, and and just freak out over it. And it, it was like one of my favorite series to do. The, the reason I stopped it because some people were like, well, "Where'd it go, Maddie?" Uh, the reason I stopped it is I, I just find myself like not motivated to look for bad shit to freak out over. Right? Like right. it's it's more yeah. exciting to get involved in a discussion, even if it's not the most positive one, uh, or or you know, cover some good news, you know, that type of stuff. So uh, that, that's kind of why I put that series on a halt. But I found that simulator game and tried to do it, and I, I simply couldn't, but also the game was so busted. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it was also, like, part of me. Like, there was no tutorial, and, like, the key binding was what the game was telling you versus what you were pressing was incorrect. <laughs> it, it was just, yeah, and so imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine trying to, like, play yeah. a simulator game when your key binding's not right. Based off what the game's telling you, you're like motherfucker. I thought it was. Here. Yeah, they've gone a long. They've gone a a, a long ways. Yeah. I think from that, and I, it also. I mean, I don't think people really realize that like elites on the Xbox, mm-hmm. and that's a fairly. I I would go so far as to say that's a sim. That's that's as close to an airplane sim as you're going to get without just jumping into an airplane gotcha. sim. There's a lot of shit to do. But it's it's doable on a controller, which is crazy when you see people playing that on their Xbox on a controller for hours. And I I just personally I love it. It may not be for me. I like to joke with you guys, and I would stream it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I probably wouldn't run out to buy them. But I think that this is also cool because it gets people into games. Those some people we have who are like games serve no utilitarian function, so I don't want to join. And those are the people that I can be, well, there's a farming simulator. And then they can go, really? Well, or a trucking simulator. I go, oh, I'll check that out. And then all of a sudden, they were fucking playing Mario. So <laughs> I, I, I think that's what's awesome is that people jump into these titles. They Slice, see them, yeah. and it's another group of people that are out there bouncing off gaming. There's nothing for them. There's nothing for them. And it's mm-hmm. like PC Builder. That's cool. I'll check that out. And suddenly, they're, yeah, you know, they're doing these other games. Just the way with uh, entertainment, you know, finding that, that gateway product and yep. with video games just because they can simulate real life experiences and have you feel like you're a part of them. It's just another gateway to get into yeah. it all. Just be like, all right, I, I can build a PC. We'll, we'll tailor off your example. I can build a PC inside and out now thanks to this game. I think if I can do that, I could probably handle a platformer. Let me, let me pick up Celeste. Yeah. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so fucking cool that it did well. Yeah. And we don't hear about it because of Smash, which is obviously game of the year for a lot of people. It's great yeah. in and of itself. Well, what's cool is that it's still gonna, still selling well despite all the Smash fanfare and all the talk of Smash. Yeah. Like, there's clearly a player base that was like, yeah, we don't care. We're going to go pick up Farming Sim. So, that's yeah, cool. though I have to admit, Smash is success. And after talking to you about it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to get Smash. Yeah. Like, that's it's stupid. It's no, stupid it's, the amount of content that game has. It's they, literally dumb. They <laughs> often share attachment rates for, you know, you buy a Switch, yeah. like half the people buy Zelda, which is insane. Right. Smash is going to be up there. Because, like, I, nobody I hates Smash, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, it's just a game that, you let's say you buy a Switch, you see Smash Brothers is available, you're like, all right, I kind of like Smash, but you also know that when friends come over, that's right. it. That's the perfect game. And Nintendo consoles just have so many of those. You've got Mario Kart, Splatoon, ARMS, which is underrated. Not a lot of people talk about ARMS, but that's a really fun one. Now Smash Brothers. 
The list just goes on. It's Mario Tennis. Not the best one, but still good. It's crazy, man. It's also awesome for Switch that they're getting third-party support. Uh, Takedown got me to play L.A. Noir, which oh, you know, yeah. I told you, Maddie, I love L.A. Noir, but I didn't mm-hmm. ever really think of playing it again. And I did right. a Walk in the Walk, which is even... That'll burn you out. Like, when I do those, I usually don't return back to the game because I feel like I've just dived too deep. Right, And right. he was like... He, 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 yeah, he just kept talking about it. He's like, no, dude, this is... It works on the Switch really well. And I was like, fuck. Third-party support on the Switch hasn't been the best... They're technology-wise, they haven't been the best, but I was like, I'll check it out. And easily my favorite version. Like, I have the VR version. It's better than that. Like, it just, it's almost like how Skyrim became. Yeah, I was just going to say. Switch, yeah, Switch version of Skyrim became my favorite, regardless of the lack of mods. Because mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it works in, some games work in that environment. And I think Smash is cool because it works in two environments, your own, you know, or docked. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool that it like it, it it works in both. There isn't a huge graphical difference, and yeah. I think that really helps it. Yeah, that's that's one of the. Now that you mentioned that, that's one of the few games I'd say also Mario Kart. Um, both those titles really don't suffer from a huge change in in feeling when you go from docked to handheld. I will say, right. and this is going to sound really like elite, but. With Smash, as I play more and I compete against my friends more, I can't play handheld anymore because I don't have my okay. GameCube controller. Because, That's not elite. That makes sense. Yeah, just because, yeah. That, like, just the notches in the in around the the edge of where the GameCube controller is for you to like lock into a direction. Like, all right, I want to up smash. Sometimes when I'm right. playing handheld, I'll think I'm up smashing, but I'll go just without realizing, like diagonal right, ever so slightly, and then he'll side smash and whiff, and it's like. No, that's that's not what I was trying to do. So that's something as I play more and more and more, I, I've realized uh, it's like, okay, I can't really play this handheld anymore if I really want to get better. Um, but yeah, it's it's still a fantastic time no matter what. All right. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to tell people about Smash Two in our mm-hmm. podcast today, and I was like, because some of them had played it, but I was all, man, because you and I talked about the number of fighters, and I was like, do you guys realize that if I only liked ten percent, ten percent of the fighters in smash it would be two more fighters than the actual last fighting game i played which only had five yeah so it's like it's fucking stupid and we all know that usually you're gonna like more than that if you have you know the bigger the roster look at we talked about this injustice pretty big roster and i found myself maining one or two but then really wanting to like jump in and try other you know because it was so big it was like there was all these others smash is fucking it's a primo example of how to handle your 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 own company's IP. Absolutely. Like, and, and, and offer a good service. I agree. Next on the list, the Sam Raimi suit is officially in Spider-Man PS4. This comes after a, a lot of pleading and yelling at Insomniac Games. Uh, it led to a lot of speaking out on the internet on how you know, a lot of things are stuck in the development pipeline. There needs to be approvals. There's a lot of red tape and hurdles that need to be made to make announcements it's not as simple as just making a suit making sure it works in game and just boom that's it um so that's kind of where the conversation really went with this suit was less about hey we added it and more so here's why it took so long and it's not because a lot of people were getting really angry over the web because uh i think a lot of people wanted to get out ahead of that and eliminate the possibility of that ever being a thought because it would just create a bad ecosystem for gaming yeah like everyone thought just getting incredibly angry over everything is is your solution to 
making a company do things. So what do you guys think about the suit takedown? I know you said you got to play with it a little bit. Yeah, I played with it for about 20 minutes, and for 10, I couldn't even tell I was playing with a new suit. So that's how little I paid attention to what I was wearing. But when I did realize it, I did think it looked nice because I thought I was playing with the main suit, and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they look they look completely different, so I was being completely stupid. But no, it's it's just another suit. I mean, outside of the last DLC, unless you're going to go back and play all of the old stuff, that's pretty much the last probably time you're going to want to play it. Plus, there's three other new suits as well. So that's four suits to play over the new DLC. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much use you're going to get out of it and if it really matters, because there's no new suit powers with any of the DLC suits. Mm-hmm. So it's just, just aesthetics. I don't know... I mean, it's obviously really important to a lot of people. Yeah. Like, hugely. But I don't know, personally, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah, see, I, I loved... I loved the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. <laughs> he was my Spider-Man growing up, so... I love it. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is my favorite Spider-Man film, I think, with Doc Ock. Well, Homecoming's mine now. I haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, by the way. I've heard heard that's fantastic. That suit's in the game today as well. Mm, It is. Which is cool. Yeah, it's that one and the other three, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, people moaning, I just find it ridiculous because they've given us so much content. Yeah. I, I don't know how long it must take for them to render and create a suit and then to put it into every single frame of the game and make it work perfectly without any glitches. That must be a lot of work, like a ton of work. I don't think people realize how much work goes into doing that for every no, suit no they does. put in the game. What's interesting to think about is, think of how much was there before DLC happened. Think of hmm. the process that they went through to get this Raimi suit, which probably took a little bit more because it, it was tied to another property. But think yeah. of all the hurdles and legal boundaries they had to leak to get comic suits that were maybe a little under under discussed getting the rights to all this had to have taken so much time and how many suits there are in that game is insane still to this day i feel you're unlocked on every couple of levels yeah there's a lot plus the suit mods which add to the gameplay value and the suit powers themselves um like you said you know making sure that works in every part of the game nothing's going wrong there that is a huge undertaking Karen, yeah what do you think about this yeah. suit i think that i understand why gamers are they get upset about stuff for sure because i do right you can follow my twitter and find that out but there has to be some thought process and um i i always like it when people get mad about real stuff and i don't just mean real to me but i mean like super impactful stuff and the, the amount of anger I was seeing, I didn't even really know about this until Takedown told me about it. And I didn't know that there was this much vitriol towards Twitter, you know, towards their accounts, all that kind of stuff. My personal, though, opinion is that it's cool that they put it, it's cool that they put it in. We know for a fact that it, it's not instant. You can't just, you know, it's, I mean, you could say a modder could say, well, I could make a skin in this amount of time, but that's not the same thing because you have to also certify it through Microsoft and Sony's um, certification process. Hmm. Yeah, you still have a, a multiple-week situation there. Uh, in Sony's case, sorry. Um, I personally hate it that it's in there. And I know everybody else is just going to get mad, but I liked that they went with other suits I had never seen. And it was their Spider-Man. And so the idea that it was theirs, they they did these suits I hadn't heard of. Mm. They did the, the Ghost Rider suit or whatever. I keep calling it the Ghost Rider suit. I don't Spirit. even think that's really what... Spirit suit. Thank you. Yeah. 
they did these unique suits. And to me, you've already got a couple canon suits. More than a couple. You have many. It's 24 suits when the game came out. Right. So it's a 21-24. So you have that many suits. To me, great that they added Raimi's suit. But in all actuality, I would have liked had they gone even crazier and looked right. at Shattered Dimensions, looked at some of the suits there, looked well, at some had... of these other suits, Spawn. They had 2099, and they had Noir. What was the other one from Shattered Dimensions? There was a regular Spider-Man, uh, and then... What was the other uh, one? So there's new... Oh, they did have Noir. Yeah, you're right. So they had... I thought they only had one. I thought they only had Noir. No, did they, they had have 2099. The future... 2099. Okay, that's from... They had from multiple Sha versions I... of 2099. I think they had like a... They did have multiples, yeah. A white one, or something like that. Yeah, because I remember geeking out about that while I was reviewing the game. I was like, oh my god, they got this one too? Like, yeah. It was just surprise after surprise. I get personally to an extent your point but i feel like part of what's the charm of spider-man ps4 is there's sorry as you can tell i'm like trying to chew and and talk at the same time the reason i eat during these shows is because i don't have dinner so i get really hungry during the podcast and my brain starts to turn off anyway um i feel like with this spider-man game it's almost like a platform for spider-man lovers at this point um I look back at other Spider-Man games and they just don't simply compare to this one, partially because you can see, like, Insomniac are clearly diehard Spider-Man fans, and, like, everyone there right. in that studio has a Spider-Man fan, uh, fandom at one point, or, or love of it, or a memory of it, and put that into the game. And so I think part of that is giving back to the players in ways where, you know, I'm going to play as Noir and, and, and go around and do stealth challenges at night, and now I'm going to go around as the Raimi Spider-Man during, you know, how at the end of the game you can change the time of day like i'm gonna do it during the sunset where that's when the suit looks insanely good because it's yeah. just like the the spider-man 2 promotional images where like he's against the glass and and you can see like the the golden sun and all that stuff it's awesome and and i think that's part of the allure of this game is being able to play as like your version of spider-man that you you had seen in either a comic or a movie or a show um like for example the the cell shaded one, which is, you know, I think all of our favorites. Yeah. And yeah. maybe like relating that to the comics you read growing up, you know, like, now nah, I'm going to be this one. And this is the Spider-Man I am today. I think that's the strength of the game. I get to, like I said, to an extent where you're coming from, but I guess that's just my take on why they should have put Raimi in. Um, well, no, I think we're agreeing. It's just, I believe that if, 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 if all that's true, which it is true, they should have just had Raimi day one. Gotcha. But do you Not think it just DLC. wasn't ready by them? No, no, because they had enough suits that obviously they could have switched one out mm -hmm. and had it DLC. For example, Noir could have been DLC. I love Noir. Mm -hmm. Lo I love that suit, man. I don't know why. Um, but no, they could. And, and that's why I think there's a, a discrepancy sometimes between what developers want to do and what everybody wants from them. I get that. And so, I, and, and then you look at how they did it and you're like, okay, well, they obviously, they... And they're the ones who made it. They obviously felt that it wasn't a big deal put in the in the in the major game. And I have to say, props to them because if I was in that choice, I might make it. And I, I don't want to second guess them. You know, they it's there, which is awesome. Right. Um. But I think that if it is all about the best and the fan fiction ones, there are even better choices that are mm, still not yeah. even in there. I Additionally, guess... the lack. Sorry. Of, I'm sorry. I was just going to no, say the good. lack of uh, the lack of additional powers in the suits does actually bother me a lot same 
That was strange, that and I agree with that. It's very and strange. And I don't want to get – I personally don't want to get nitpicky. You guys, if you, if, if you feel there's more issues with it, feel free to vocalize it. Just me. I I, I feel like it's not the biggest deal in the world um, just because it, I think the idea is, like I said, I don't want to repeat my whole rant. I just feel like it's the, the suit in general. What I was going to say, though, is like – because you, you were saying, okay, let's say we, we delay the noir suit. We put it in the Raimi suit, but my my whole statement was pretty much if the Raimi suit wasn't available, they delay the Noir suits, then they just have minus one suit in the base game because I think the whole – sorry, the whole thing with this game is that the suit was never ready until this point, and now it is ready, so that's why it came out now because – Oh, you're not talking about not ready technically. You're talking about like an IP issue? Yeah. That I, makes think, sense. I think I okay. think if that makes sense. I'm I not think, talking about that. I get right. You. Yeah, because I I okay. just think if there wasn't probably something going on over with like Sony sure. and, and and the movie side of things, this okay. was a day one Spider-Man suit. I think okay. there was no question yeah. of that because they had other game references in there. Like I said, every mm-hmm. rendition of Spider-Man was there, so it did. Yeah. I, admittedly, I didn't didn't like hurt my review or anything. It did seem odd it wasn't there, but it wasn't anything I was losing sleep over. And I feel like if I, I could tell based off the game and the love and the passion put into it, like, for God's sakes, the, the fact that the Spider-Punk costume on the bottom of his shoes, I'll always remember that image for the rest of my life, I feel. Yeah. It's like when he matches them up, it creates, like, a whole entire image. Like, that's just love and effort being put into a project. And I feel like if that's there, they would have had the Raimi suit day one if they could have. So that's why Makes I'm sense. like, you know what, I, I, I feel like... Mm-hmm. You know, based off the stories we've been hearing, it's it's probably exactly the case that there was just a lot of, as uh, I, I read online, like red tape blocking them off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you when think... you say not ready, I just thought tech. I, I'm just uh, a technical thinker. Could That's, be technical, reason, but I, I think I think it was legally. Yeah. Personally. No, I, I get you. I agree. Go for it. Take down. Do you think there's any chance that this early on, they could have been saving it for a sequel and were forced to play their hand early? <clears throat> Do you think that's a possibility at all? I mean, I don't know. No. If development of number two is even considered. Development of two is definitely they. They would be f- foolish, I think, to imagine that this game wasn't going to sell well. Yeah, I, it's one thing to say review well, but I mean, it's a Spider-Man game. I feel like, I mean, I yeah, feel like even Pinoch's gonna... Spider-Man games did well, and they were not <laughs> that great. It's gonna, it's gonna get a sequel. That's why I was wondering maybe if they intended for the Raimi suit to be in a sequel, mm-hmm. and they had it ready, and they were getting it all done, but then they felt pressure from the fans to release it now. And not wait. I don't know if that's even a possibility, to be honest. But no, because it, like it is a possibility. It is a possibility. I I just feel like I I don't mean I apologize for regurgitating my my argument. I just feel like if it was to be there day one, it would have been. Yeah, they were trying to get it there as soon as possible. I think maybe they waited a little bit just because they thought, hey, this would be a cool free piece of DLC that might be a little bit of good PR for us, and maybe it just didn't time out as well. That's the other. Yeah little thing that i i speculated about that all right maybe they like because you know it's christmas time it's the giving season yeah and it, it's just really good gaming culture i feel to have just like a free little holiday update because it feels i always say this like when i was talking about overwatch you know how like the game kind of transforms over time and, and when you see like snow on the map and, and you see snow uh holiday themed skins it brings the holidays to life, and it feels like games move with you. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 added in in a small update uh, Christmas carolers. You can walk around Red Dead right now after your game's updated in the single-player version, 
and people in like Valentine will will sing Christmas carols to you. And they didn't even mm-hmm. release a full statement on that. And that's crazy to me. It just makes so, the game world move with you. As long as I can shoot them, I'll be happy. <laughs> Probably. Oh, but no, Which I was just... Could... I, was gonna, I can't remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, well, do you, do you reckon they would have ever released it or released it when they would have if they didn't have all this fan backlash? Do you think they would have even... I don't know what they when would they would have released it because the game's... Yeah, I'm like, not would gonna... they have released it now? I'm... I'm personally not going to sit here and act like I don't think, because as a creator, I think we can, all of us can relate as creators, that there comes a bit of pressure, you feel, no matter what. Uh, you know, I, I find myself pretty calm, cool, and collected when editing. Even if someone's like, bring this back, bring this back, bring this back, I, I usually keep a pretty level head. But I do yeah. keep it in the back of my head, like, okay, I gotta, I can't just sit on this one. I kind of have to get it out, right? Like, uh, I think like, maybe that's the, the stance they had on it. Uh, but also what I was seeing was rather they had it ready to talk about, but they couldn't say anything. So they pretty much had to just take a bunch of punches to the face from fans over time. And and that I think was more frustrating than anything. Um, I don't feel, I I, I don't think, I think to avoid that, they would have tried to get out sooner if they could have. There's also a, a spoilery thought I have as to why I don't think, they would wait. Um, so I'm just going to mark that down right now. Yeah, has, everyone here has beat Spider-Man PS4. Carrick, I know you have. I have. All right. So for those of you who are listening and don't want Spider-Man PS4 spoiled for you at all, I'm talking the ending. And uh, we're going to get into that in three, two, one. So go ahead, skip to the next timestamp, and we'll catch you guys there. Anyway, what I was thinking is like, you know, we were talking about, oh, are we holding back the Raimi suit for, you know, in the next game maybe? And I feel like that would be more so the case for, like, the Venom suit. Just yeah. because at the end... So, yeah. yeah, like, the Raimi suit doesn't make sense to hold back. The Venom suit, no. though, narratively, it makes sense. Wait for the second Spider-Man. Maybe make it a part of the gameplay, not even, like, a separate suit. But more so kind of like a Web of Shadows thing. Uh, so that's why I just wanted to tack that on real quick. Yeah. I 100% agree that that will be a suit in the sequel. Has to and that's be. why it's not in this one. That's 100% has yeah. to be, yeah. I think that's why they never really added, uh, or no one really complained about that. Do you? Do they have? I can't remember this. Uh, how many of you have played like Spider-Man on the the N sixty four or the PS one? Um, which one? The, the um, what the company uh, NeverSoft ones? Yeah, yeah, I, I played those. Okay, you remember how like sometimes you get like a little pickup and your suit would turn white with like blue leggings? Yeah, I think vaguely. it would give you unlimited webbing if you had it on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a perk, yeah. Did they have that in Spider-Man PS4? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, because that, that, that was one I wanted to see. I just loved the design on that. But I don't think they did. It's just a, It was no. just a random thought I had. Yeah, I don't think they did. No. No, I don't think so. The only white suit I remember is, is like a, a 2099 one. That was like, I think, white and red. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, Sam Raimi suit has been added, and now we move on to an interesting topic. Uh, welcome back for those of you who skipped ahead a little bit for spoiler avoidings. Um, Atlas from the Ark Dev. So I, I actually didn't catch wind of any of this. So I'm gonna let Carrick and take down really take the reins on this story. Let's let's hear it, fellas. Well, it's just that like so they've always had issues, and they you know Ark still doesn't run very well. 
but they they decided to make this Atlas game, which really does look like Ark and Sea of Thieves. I mean, it really it it hmm. even even the stuff you do when you're on land with the map, it's fucking really close. And wow. there, the game is going to have forty thousand concurrent players using a split server system. So what that does is it's a little like Forza Horizon, but at a much larger scale, where it runs multiple versions of the game. And as you mix in, it checks where you are in the world, and you can basically you're you're di- you're jumping between versions of the game. So mm. around you, you can have a certain hundreds, and then as somebody sails in, it'll find people that you can't see or whatever, and jettison them, and the people sailing in are now in your game world, and it's all seamless. But it went two hours past its release date, never got never got out. They had streamers had like I think waiting, just waiting. There were over a hundred thousand people waiting to watch it so just watching streams that were like atlas is coming and people trying to get it to load and then they finally said oh we've delayed it and they delayed it two days until today and then they sent out a a, a tweet that said most likely 9 p.m tonight and yeah. um it's i just i always get nervous about this kind of stuff because it's like i do understand last minute problems but that's like to me, it feels like if you can't get it, you know, it's going to take you two solid days to get the shit up and running. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even give an exact. They said around this time. It just makes me a little nervous. They're doing some crazy stuff technically. Arc already tried to do crazy stuff technically, so it's not really surprising from them. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited for it. Just to check it out. I'm more interested in the train wreck of it. It's a crash. Uh, it's a crackdown three moment for me. Oh, where it's more of a. It's a more of a like, what is going to happen? You know, hope, hoping it does well, but just feeling like it's a disaster in the main. But I don't know if Takedown agrees. That's just hot. Uh, no, I'm interested to actually play it myself because the more you've spoken about it, the more I've looked at it. And it looks interesting. And I think streamer wise, it's going to be very big, even if it's for a day, just to see the game completely mm-hmm. ruin itself. But they say by to PST noon tomorrow that it should be full early access launch. And then it says, we'll keep you updated should there be any changes. And I'm expecting changes. And Yeah, I'm expecting yeah, an update. 100%. Says, yep, there have been changes and it will be delayed again. I don't know why they're saying it's going to be today, it's going to be tomorrow, it's going to be the next day. Just give yourself a week and really like give yourself a little bit more time. Yeah. You're just going to upset more people by doing little sporadic yeah. here and there. Yeah. Now, this podcast has to be recorded on a Friday. Do you think this game will be out come Sunday 2 p.m. when this goes live? Ooh. Uh, I hope so. See, I love, I hope I love so. the games industry for that reason, man. Good question, like, dude. <laughs> like that, I the hope fact so. That we're actually talking about this. <laughs> I hope so, but man, they did give out streamers some codes because, um, of course, it's all about sponsored streamers, you know, playing your game. Um, but they can't even download it yet. So, yeah. how many of those streamers are going to wait though? How many are going to actually wait for it to come out before they start streaming something else? But yeah, that too. They've got, so most hope, of them have got schedules, haven't they? So maybe we'll hope that because codes finally started going out, that means something. Yeah. But I think there's a very high chance it's not. So codes are out, but they can't preload? Yeah, you get your code, you put it in, and it's just like the preload. The preload, even for the beta, is just not ready for them to grab yet. And wow. that's as of we us starting this podcast. So live. Yeah. You know, it could, and they it haven't could given any information either on why they can't launch wow. it. They haven't said anything of, as to why. Like, people who the, know Arc and know the company, that's where the big worry comes. 
Yeah, because so, they have, they've got Ark now that isn't working, so why would they be so optimistic on this game? It seems even bigger. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Right, I was going to ask, has Ark ever... I've never played Ark, and I've never had interest in it aside from... I kind of have like this low-key hankering for a dinosaur game at some point, but right. nothing about Ark has really called my name. Is this like a not-so-good game? I know a lot of YouTubers make videos about it, I feel I've seen, like... Is it not a great game? Is it buggy? I've, I've just seen... The only thing I saw was Spawn Wave made a video. I love his channel. And he was playing... Uh, he was playing Ark on the Switch. And it, it did not It did oh, not look good. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, to me, Ark is just the definition of jank. Okay. Like, that's to me personally. Like, from when I watch it, when I try and play it. Even people that stream it seem to think that. But they still enjoy it. Like they're enjoying what they enjoy from it, even if it doesn't run well. Yeah, and I totally yeah. get that. That's the thing. Yeah. That, that's become like a big prominent topic of conversation with like Fallout 76 as of late is, is the most recent example of like, <clears throat> I don't think anyone hates on anyone for enjoying a game, but more so we're just discussing like why this may be a ugly situation or, you know, how, how we can be optimistic about it. So is there any optimism here for, for Atlas based off uh, Ark's history um, and now if they've learned from the shit show that was arc when it came out and if they've learned from their mistakes and they can make a good game then that's i think that would be it would be really good if they can learn from that and and also i have to ask is arc finished enough where it could justify them moving on to a new project and trying to balance these two hmm that's a good question again uh, I, I'm would sorry, say I'd that... love to talk myself, but I, I just... I, I would say <laughs> I that Ark, Ark runs... I know a lot of people who play hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of Ark, um, and it is a pure sandbox game, which means weird shit happens. Yeah. It's like open-world weird shit can happen. Um, but you can do so many things in it, it's unbelievable. And there's so many little secrets of, like, how do you train this dinosaur? You know, then then you have clans that can build their own bases and all this kind of shit. So in a weird way, I would say that um, I have hope that there's a game there for sure. And that the stuff that they show, I actually, unlike a lot of companies, I look at them and go, yeah, you'll be able to do that. It's just, I don't know if like connecting wise, if we're not going to see all kinds of issues there. It seems like lately every game that's come out has had server issues. And this one is most likely by far the largest uh, ever, hmm. you know, when it comes to true concurrent players. So gotcha. that, that worries me a little bit. Interesting. Um, sadly, I can't really add anything to the conversation except questions. Is there anything else you guys want to... I mean, to be fair to the developers, they have supported Ark constantly since it released, and they've given it so much content, like DLCs, content updates. They've tried to fix it as best as they can. So if they, if they stick doing that with Atlas, then it, hopefully they can... It's truly early access, Matty. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's... I mean, it's the definition. But they don't abandon their games, luckily. They're very good with yeah. support. Yeah, which was Matty's question. I didn't really actually answer. They, yeah, no. that's correct. They don't abandon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Takedown, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I, I forgot that. Yeah, they don't necessarily no. abandon um, mm -hmm. anything. Okay. So that's good news, I guess, for, for those who are sticking with ARC. I'm imagining most ARC fans will probably kind of play a wait-and-see approach to Atlas based yeah. off the launch of ARC. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's what I think. Then I got to wonder if the developers knew that was kind of how ARC panned out, and it, it 
seem to have gained some sense of popularity since it's a, a news topic and, and it's in the conversation for gamers. Um, do you think they, they're maybe foolishly doing the same thing with Atlas? Oh, on purpose? Not on purpose, but uh, I guess knowing just that, out of that it, it worked, worked last out, time. Yeah, it worked last time. Yeah. Hey, let's just keep doing it. Okay, it's ready now. Well, what maybe they're they a bit... Doing a what's couple it called? Days? Maybe they're a bit um, ahead of themselves and they think that they're going to do much better than ARK, but it's not going to work out like that because they're doing the same things, but they're convinced themselves they've done it differently or something. Or if we come at it from the other side, they mm. know it's good, they're having a specific issue, and they yeah. are going to take the hit of all this publicity right now because they know when what they have goes live that they actually incredibly are are confident that would be amazing that would be amazing we've seen yeah. it a couple times too where companies well rockstar is good at it where they're just like no 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 we're two years well maybe right. we'll decide so it could be that they are that this was just like yeah okay so two hundred thousand people wanting to watch a stream isn't going to happen today but guess what we know that there's going to be a ton of shit in there, people are going to dig. So we'll take that, and we'll just do it. Yeah, right. they must. They must be confident if they're giving us really. They're not just saying TBA. They're saying tomorrow. So they must be confident to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, they must be close to, to be. a certain degree yeah. for sure. That's encouraging to some extent. <laughs> All right, last thing we got on the list here. Not even a news topic, and takedown. I think you know where we're going with this. So. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Azerlin on. We talked about how we'd have a, a card game dedicated mm-hmm. podcast. Still definitely under development, but we wanted to get that rolling here to kind of wrap up our final podcast of the year and talk about uh, not only card games in general, but the one that Takedown and I are pretty, pretty fucking <laughs> obsessed one. with. Yes, the, the best, best one. one. Dragon Ball Super. I just have the cards on my desk at all times. Yep, same. You, you literally joined the call and you were like, all right, I see your <laughs> gift box, and I got two decks sitting right next to me. Um, where, where shall we begin this? Do we want to – let's let's get Carrick's card game background a little bit because uh, I think a lot of this conversation will be teaching him the game in a sense. Carrick's face right now. Yeah, he's like... he looks so invested. He's like, fuck, <laughs> what did I sign up for? No, I like – I mean, I've played Magic. <clears throat> I like those games. I play Elder Scrolls collectible card game. I play Hero Escape, Hero Quest, Hero Clicks. All of those have a collectible element to it. I understand most of the basics, and we played one game last yeah. Saturday. Um, we got stuck, which Takedown was laughing, going, "How the fuck do you get stuck?" But I, I, I didn't. I didn't really check. I think sometimes what happens with these games is the ruling in the wording in yeah. the rule sets is is a little questionable at times or maybe there's a du- there's duplicate word and then later people look online or they talk to somebody who's like oh no no it means this and then they all assume everybody knows and that wasn't with us because none of us knew and so we were like i, I remember teething. looking i, I know you were teething. i remember um looking and like at what they were trying to do and going yeah i don't know if that's possible um because each game is different they have you know some things are possible some things are not at certain times but overall i love it like i have my cards my cards oh, yeah. somewhere because I was showing takedown. Um, I just like it more for the at least right now more for the art of the yeah. leader cards, oh, the chrome. I like that look. I think they look insane. Um, I I think overall you could probably just as he rolls out fucking eighteen pounds worth of fucking cards. <laughs> the dude's probably living in a shack. We can't see the rest of his house. It's a shed somewhere. Spent all because my money he, on this. He spent all his money on fucking cards. Just on and, beautiful cards like that. Oh yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. 
Yeah, the artwork is definitely... If you're a Dragon Ball fan, like the artwork will just instantly get you. And even if you're not, like Carrick, yeah. he just knows how good it looks. Yeah, see, that's what got me, because I, I, I am just have been a Dragon Ball fan my whole life. And Same. I walked into my local card store, which also is like a comic shop. I was there to get comics, and I just see like two starter decks sitting there. And I think, wow, that, those look cool. And I was with one of my best friends, Brian. I said, hey, like, are you interested in this? And he, he kind of was like, eh, let's look it up. So I looked up some videos on it. You know, for ultimately, I really wasn't super convinced it would be as competitive as I was like, it's Dragon Ball. How, how much how much effort is going to be put into this card game? Uh, I picked it up on a whim, and nine months later, here we are. I'm still playing it a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just I think it's one of the most fair, fun card games out of all the ones I've played. Yeah, I just you I I I, I vented my frustrations to you over Twitter how I think these Shenron leaders are ruining the game i, I think it, they're, yeah they slow down the game too much yeah exactly but i also think uh the idea that they can take like a, a seven drop out of <laughs> out of your drop area like if you're playing like a, a sorbet leader and just pull a seven drop freeze out because you yep yeah it's triple it's, attack triple strike to any card yeah it's insane just instant win yeah uh so let's before we we get into the the fine <laughs> The Nerdy. fine crevices of all of this card game. Let's try to do a, a basic audio explanation of how this game runs, uh, which is tough. Now, if you Carrick. are someone who has... Take it the, away, Carrick. <laughs> if you're someone who's a potential that, uh, <laughs> visual learner, then I suggest you take a look at the, the webcam section right now uh, if you're interested. I do have a video up on my Patreon, like 20 plus mm. minutes long, on how to play the entire game. And That's at some cool. point, I'm sure I'll put it out to the public channel. Uh, but for you know, it's just waiting for a slow news day at this point. Anyway, uh, let's start off with we'll start <laughs> off with leader cards. Yeah, I think that's the kind of the general premise. Uh, that that like, if, if you've ever played Magic: The Gathering, um, there we go. He's got the deck box ready to go. If you've ever <laughs> played enough. Magic: The Gathering, which is a game I think we're going to reference to a lot here you always build around like a main card in your deck. And so Dragon Ball has a leader, which are major characters in the series. Hit, Broly, Goku, and, and multiple versions of Goku and Vegeta. Uh, too pretty, many. Yeah, too many. Yes, very true. <laughs> uh, as always. And so um, Super 17, like it calls back to all Dragon Ball. So there's GT in there. There's Xenoverse from the game yeah. series, which is awesome. Um, they also have Z... Super, so all Dragon Ball is used here, which I think is great because all the cards reference like a moment in the show. Yeah. Um. But anyway, sticking with the leader cards here, you're always gonna build your deck around that person, because uh, leader cards have special abilities like Broly, for example, because he was just sitting on my desk, so I'm gonna use oh. him as an example. He is a front side, so you play it uh, at his 10k power, which is his unawakened state which we'll get into Awakening in a second. But you play Broly in this state right here, and he has an effect which is when this card attacks, both players choose one card from their hand and place it in the drop area. So uh, like Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, how it has like a graveyard. I'm trying to I'm trying to reference to anything I can <laughs> so people understand, by the way. Uh, that's like where dead cards go. Um, yeah. And each leader kind of has their own objective. Like some are more aggressive. Broly, for example, you want to... It's called mill your opponent's hand. You want to make them get rid of cards that are important. Um, and if you play a certain card, you can actually get rid of the effect on your leader so that you don't 
mill your own hand and they just mill theirs. Oh, yeah. Right. So after that, once you're at four life, because you start off at eight, once you're at four life, you do what's called awakening, which is you flip over the card and just like in Dragon Ball in the show, you power up. Like the fight's getting intense. You're getting pushed to your limits. You go to a whole new level, just like Goku always does, Vegito always does. If you pay attention to the show at all, you probably know just based off their multiple forms, that's what happens. They, they get pushed and they're like, that's it. I'm going to this level now. And so that's how the card game kind of builds off of it. And there we go. What is that right there? That that's is the one. Yes, Broly's ring. I found it. There you go. That was quick, too. I, I was like, my, my binders are in my closet. So, yeah, that was a, what he just showed was a field card. Field cards literally just sit there in the battle area and have a special effect. The one he showed is, just like I said earlier, you don't have to mill your own hand. Uh, so sticking with this Broly example, once you awaken, there is an awaken effect. Uh, since this was an older card from the first set, because uh, card games release in sets, so they're set one, two, three, four, now five, and six is coming out in March. Um, but once you awaken with him, you draw two cards from your, your deck, <clears throat> and then you flip this card over. And then it gives you a whole new set of effects. So... What I didn't know when I first started playing, and I don't know if you knew this either, Takedown, but right, you want to get to an awakened state as soon as possible. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know that. Depending on the leader, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because for me, I was like, I don't want to take hits and lose health. Yeah, you learn learn that fast, though. Yeah, yeah, and then you're like, wow, sitting at like four life is is the best place to be. Yeah. So what changes with Broly is, like I said, his, his unawakened state, you attack a card, and you drop a card, your opponent drops a card. When you awaken, you can attack a card, you draw one now, so you're building your hand, and then both players choose one card from their hand and put it in the put it one card from their hands and the battle area and put those cards in the drop. So once again, if you have that card that Takedown showed us earlier, your opponent's taking a card off the battlefield and taking a card from their hand and putting it in the drop area and you're doing nothing. So it's a pretty effective leader card. And there are dozens and yeah, dozens a lot. of these. So, Carrick, as our student, do you have any questions so far? No, this is, I mean, this is all normal stuff for card games. Okay, I gotcha. perfect. I'm just, I'm taking it it's slow fun. here. So, yeah, for sure. It was set one leaders. Perfect. There we go. Oh, you got organized. <laughs> My shit's so chaotic. Like, inside here is like two different decks and then i got this laying out here it's just it's fucking crazy. Got to organize those trades for tournaments everyone wants some true 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 all right so takedown as my uh my helper here where do where do we go next where do you want to carry our lesson well you were saying that if you have a, a leader you don't want it to awaken i'll show you an example of one where you want to keep it not awakened mm, announcer so the announcer's effect on this side is better than when he awakens which is quite rare for a leader card. I don't know if you know what announcer does. I have never played with announcer. Oh, okay. So basically, when you play a world tournament battle card, so the cards in the bottom will have like information and it will say what type of card, what era it's from. Correct. So a world tournament is basically an error of Dragon Ball. It's a special trait. Mm-hmm. So when you play one onto your battlefield, you draw a card mm-hmm. using his ability. But when you awaken, you only draw a card from attacking. Mm. So... The draw from playing is better than attacking because it's got much more range and you can do it in many more situations. So right. that's an example of when you wouldn't want to awaken. And that's if you didn't that's good. I actually, I actually didn't know that because, like I said, I've yeah. never played announcer. When that set He's came so out, yeah, he is. Because when that set came out, I was playing the 
World Tournament Goku <clears throat> leader, which has uh, what was it? It's sitting in oh. the box right here. Wait, you weren't playing it with Awaken Power uh, with Awaken Power Goku, were you? I think so. Yeah, because I really, uh, I really thought he had potential. He wait, Victory Strike Goku, because that that is ridiculous. No, it? no, no, no. It was uh, okay. hold on. That's... Stopping power on Goku. Uh, oh, his okay. awaken side is when this card attacks, draw one, you gain 5k. And when this card KOs one of your opponent's battle cards, switch it to active. So it gets dual attack and yeah. all that good stuff. Uh, one thing we should also preface, and I, I think we should have said this in the beginning, is that there's not, no such thing as like a really cheap card game, but this card game is really accessible because it doesn't make you break the bank. There are, like in Magic, you'll need like a card that's $100. And you'll need three yeah. of those for your deck. You're like, mm -hmm. fuck me, it's $300 for a card that... A, car, a set of cards that may not even win me a match, even though they're really good. Yeah, in Dragon Ball, definitely. you can spend $100 and build your own deck and be effective. So, and sometimes cheaper than that. One of my best decks that I was telling you about, my, my Goku Gotenks deck, which I've yeah. been going to tournaments with, <clears throat> it cost me $5, $10 to make. Yeah, some of them are cheap. Yes. Yeah. And I was Shit, yeah. perfectly competitive with it. So that that is one other thing, ladies and gentlemen. If you're interested, you're listening right now, you're like, fuck, you know, Dragon Ball, this card game sounds dope. Just know you don't have to really break the bank to get involved. Yeah. You I think even the most expensive deck is probably cheaper than the mid-range of Magic decks. Right. Or Yu-Gi-Oh right. decks. Right, right, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh is another one that's expensive. Uh, don't get us wrong. There are cards, like there is a uh, Demigra card that is uh, what's called an ultimate. You can only play one in your deck, and he's yeah. ridiculously good. He's very useful right now, and he's $50. So maybe that's not too bad for some experienced card players, but $50 still, you know, you think of a lot of things or you can spend with that. you can get Goku the Awakened Power, which is a secret rare from Tournament of Power, which is mm -hmm. about $150, I think, at the moment. I saw 200 the other day. But... 200. That's the most expensive card in the entire... So you would never spend more than that on a card. That's the most expensive card. Yeah, and, and normally what you're spending is around... For a good single, is probably the 7 to $10 range per card. Yeah, even some secret rares are $10. Yeah. But which, all, every yeah. single secret rare from announcer is $10. Exactly. So, and, and if you're... I don't know if, if you're like this takedown. I'm personally not someone who goes all out for all the hollows and the four. Uh, so you know, you're not a rarity. No, I, I don't. Like, if I have just the standard cards, I don't. I mean, yeah, like, when I pull a foil, I'm like, yeah, this is hot. But Yeah, know, if, honestly, if you pull it, but you don't go. I, I pull it and I'm happy, but I don't go to get it if you're not. Yeah, mm -hmm. same as you. Like, I won't be like, oh, I need to have a whole deck full of hollows. Cause right, because it's so much extra they're the same money. Cards. They're the same cards. Yeah. Um, I'm not showing off. Yeah. So, from there, we'll take a look at... Hmm. Energy? energy perfect yes let's do that so we'll go back to magic for a second in magic the gathering you have field cards like um based off a, a specific color and you tap those <coughs> to play whatever card there is based off the energy cost so in dragon ball what's different is that any card can be used as energy but like magic you can use it color specific yeah if I'm explaining that properly, because it's really hard to explain unless the cards are it right is, there yeah. in front of you. So, like, if, if you want to use a blue card, you have to have a blue energy, exactly. basically that sort of thing. Right. I mean, right. there's except there's huge exceptions to that, like with certain decks, but that's more specific. Right. Exactly. As, and, in, as a rule, though, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, there there are decks that run multiple colors, and, and so some people run like two blue and like three green energy. Yeah, right there. Um, there I run are, six of every color. Yeah, exactly. There are there are <laughs> decks that have it doesn't as long as they're a part of the archetype that Takedown was talking yeah. about. We're like, oh, it's World Tournament. You can run any color. So the the game really informs you well. But for now, yeah. we'll stick with the idea that you're running a mono color deck, which means like a single mono. color, like yeah. mono blue. And so yeah, like. If I wanted to play a one-cost blue card, I tap one blue energy, I play it. And um, what you'll notice on some of the cards, I have a glory-obsessed Prince of Destruction Vegeta here. You'll notice on the top (gasps) corner... Yeah, this card's beautiful. I I need them. I need them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You'll notice there's a three, and then you have two red dots, which I think anyone watching the video version will not be able to see, but maybe Takedown will be able to. But um, you'll see that there are these little dots there, which mean that when I go to play Vegeta, I need at least two red energy to play him. After that, I can tap a, a blue, I can tap a green, I can tap a yellow, I can tap any single energy, but I just have to meet the requirements, which are always listed on the top left corner of the card, which is I need three energy total to play him, two of those need to be red, which is probably initially one of the toughest parts to get for the game if you've not played oh, yeah, much card yeah. games. I get people now that still don't do that and get confused you, as to why. You must get more new players. All, all the people in my shop yeah. are sweaty. <laughs> so everyone's just like, <laughs> everyone's got to know the rules. But uh, yeah, so that's one thing. Uh, after that, uh, the next phase after energy is your, your main phase. So that's when you just start playing cards like we were uh, explaining. You know, you're putting them on the battlefield. And now here's where it really blows up. Carrick, are you following us so far? Yeah. The only question I have is... Um... Oh, you were talking a second ago, and I had an actual question about. Um... <laughs> oh, I first of all, how many cards can you have in your deck? Fifty. Fifty. Okay, so my question was, um, and I asked Take Down this, and I got like I think what's pretty typical for the card, uh, a card player's answer for most card games. But I said, if I bought a starter deck, could I go to a tournament and win? No. Oh no. What I have noticed, and maybe this is more common with other other card games, is as Dragon Ball grows, a lot of, they're called starter rares. So, like, you only get these cards in starter decks. You can't buy them from shops individually, usually uh-huh. just online. But, like, those cards are pretty useful. So, um, I have Yantra, one right here. Especially, yeah. yeah, I have one right here, Chain Attack Trunks. Yes, still one is... the, Yeah, still one of the best cards in the game. And uh, this will kind of tap into what we were just about to talk about which is card effects so chain attack trunks you can he has an evolve function on him so that's another thing is uh just like in the dragon ball show you power up so you take a a a lowered level trunks card you tap two red energy it says and then you can evolve into this version of trunks which is great but it has to be a gt type card which that goes into the build of your deck and uh, for those of you who want to get a good idea of a lot of deck builds, go to dbs-decks.com. has all you need. Yeah, they got the new metas up as well today. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's a fantastic site. It's how I started learning the meta. Um, but anyway, also, it says when it has an auto effect, which means it, it's, it's very simple. Do not overthink it. It means it automatically happens once this card enters play. So yeah. it says auto. When you play this card, choose up to one battle card from your hand with power of 15,000 or less and play it. So what happens is, based off the deck type you're building, this can be really useful. So the deck I'm building right now, really aggressive. So I'm playing a 
character who's very strong, and then I have the ability to take a card from my hand, which I have so many 15k cards, like I have a, a burst attack Sun Gohan, I have a, the Vegeta card I'll sign out earlier, I have a Pan card, all which can be very lethal in our 15k. So I have the ability to pretty much pepper the field, and that's an aggressive play style. Uh, there are defensive play styles, there are, like I said, hand milling, um, there's a lot of creative ways you can build decks. That's the thing I love about this game is as it expands more, like old cards become more useful than you'd ever expect. Yeah, and then the prices go up as well, which is... Yeah, which is why it's good that you invest early before the card yeah. game gets insanely expensive. Um, the one thing that we will have trouble explaining is that there are so many cards, and as the game grows, they always add new effects to the cards. Yeah. Like burst and all that. Yes, yes. So I don't think we'll go over all that. Just not because we can't or don't want to, but because that's something that you discover as you you pick up the game with a friend. Yeah, that's too hard to explain to yeah. someone who doesn't know anything. Yeah, exactly. Like I, you know, we could talk about basic things like crit, auto, blocker. I think. Um, yeah, because an auto is not a keyword skill that comes important in the future, but yes, at the moment that wouldn't matter. Yes. So let's start off with crit. Like I said, you start off with 8 life. Um, usually when someone hits you, without crit, you just take that life and add it to your hand. Now, let's say someone <clears throat> swings at you with crit. You're like, alright, I'll take the hit. You're taking that card and not adding it to your drop area. You are adding it, or not adding it to your hand, you are adding it to your drop area. I apologize. Yeah. Which sucks, because sometimes taking hits early on lets you out-resource your opponent, and you can beat them later on when they've fed... It's called feeding their hand, or at least that's what I call it. Um, so crit kind of eliminates that. And also, in this game, people are just... I don't know about you and where you play, but people are just generally scared of crit, I feel. They just... Uh, people who run secret resume decks are absolutely terrified of it, because that yeah. could be their only... Because you're only allowed to run once. Once that's gone, it's gone, yes, usually. very true. But yeah, there's a lot of things to get around crits now, so it's not as bad as it used to be. But if you're playing early game, like, without any of the new cards, crits are really scary. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, there's another thing we'll talk about called blocker. Mm -hmm. Exactly what it sounds like. Don't overthink it. You literally block a card's attack. The complicated aspect, in my opinion, for folks would probably be understanding how power works. So. Yeah. We'll bring up the same card I was talking about earlier again. If you want to show one as well, take down. I'll show one, yeah. Yeah, you see on the bottom left corner, there's a number we got here. And so takedowns is a 15k power and so is mine. So that's actually perfect. So if I were to attack takedowns card, I'm swinging with 15,000 power at his 15,000 power. Now, since he is defending, that means I'm matching his power level he has to do what's called combo out of this. Now, yeah. we'll show the card again. This one will be a little bit tougher to see, but um, you can see there is a little side number along the edge of the card on the same side as the energy. Uh, and now those energy costs vary. Sometimes you can pay one energy to get 10,000 combo power, but most times it's a, you just play the card for free and you get an additional 5,000. So let's say takedown's like, no, I don't want to lose my... Uh, what was that card again? The uh, awkward situation, a yeah. thingy, whatever yeah, that is. Otoski, yeah. yeah. So let's say he's like, no, I don't want that to hit me. He'll take a card from his hand. Like, let's say I have Fearless Pan right here. 
which has 5,000. Yeah, mm-hmm. filthy card. Ooh. Yeah, why would I want to ever spend this for combo? I don't exactly. know. Exactly. But I just, <laughs> let's say I'm a dumbass and I'm like, you know what? I don't want this card. I want to make sure I destroy his card. I'll play already down won. a combo card. Yeah, he's already yep. won at that point. But uh, <laughs> point being is that you can attack battle cards um, and effects play a huge part in that. So let's say also we were talking about blocker. I swing it as a Toski card, and he's like, nah, man, I don't want to lose that right away. I don't want to spend my hand either, and he's got a blocker card sitting on his field. He can just say, before I I announce any other moves, like, he just goes, I'm going to activate blocker on that. After that comes in the combo phase, let's say his blocker is 15k, so is mine. Um, Or actually, let's say his blocker is 20k, I'm attacking with 15k. His blocker isn't destroyed at that point until I out-combo yeah. the blocker, and even then you could spend some hands to keep that blocker alive. Yeah, because so, you're literally moving the target from yeah, the card to the blocker. That's all you're doing, yeah. Precisely, exactly. It just lets you switch the target to keep other cards alive. You can do the same if someone swings at your leader card, which is how you lose health. Um, so that's it. Effects, yes, combo. We will there. say blocker. There. there you go. Right there, yeah. So everything's very well written and described, so it's it's easy to get on with. Exactly. Yeah, so it's um let's see, what else is there? Carrick, do you have questions? Because like I said, you're our you're our student here. Are we doing a good job? Yeah, I, I this is all I, I mean, other than some words changing, mm-hmm. it's it is like almost all magic games. Perfect. Especially like the colors and elements. Um you can't have multiple leaders though. No. no. Just one so, leader. So then your deck is based or completely around your leader. Exactly. Yeah. Your leader is always out. Can. I think we should have said that too. Your leader is always out there. So right. when it's sitting on the field, it's not like other battle cards where once it gets hit, like it's destroyed and gone. It, it always sits there. Um, but it's your it's pretty much your health pool. So when people swing at your leader, when they say that, that means like they're going to try to take some away from your life instead of eliminating the field by destroying battle cards. But you said something about like having lucky honorable horseshoe panda or whatever the fuck its name was. Like there's eighty five <laughs> words to it. If I if you have lucky honorable horseshoe panda and I have you know hey, this one. Blo- bloated bovine weasel, how do I know? <laughs> Jesus, I, how, when I put my card down, can I just look at my card and look at your card and be like, I'm fucked, I'm done. Um, it depends because that's the thing. Yeah. That's that. There's that's where like good resourcing comes into play. I don't mean to cut you off, take down. But sorry, I mean. Sorry, no, I was going to ask. Let me add to that. Do you both go, ha-ha, I'm bloody bovine weasel, and then the other person throws theirs down, and now you both know. Oh. Are you talking like, about in terms of the, well, when you bring the card out or decks, battle? If I had two decks, oh, and there's a okay. leader, and you put the leader out, I'm assuming you put the leader out right at the starting of the game. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's sitting okay, right there. so how do I, so if I've got two leaders, i got bloody bovine weasel, and i got fucking lucky honorable horseshoe, which, how do I know which one... Do I who chooses oh, first to put theirs down so you can go? Um, oh fuck! I don't want to use this deck. I want to use this deck because it depends. Because this... at a tournament, usually they don't have to declare what they're using. So then you're in the situation where you don't know what oh. you're going to play. So you play okay. the deck you think is going to do best. Yeah. If you're playing against a friend, you just say what deck you're using. Okay. Okay. Are, gotcha. are you also it... asking like during the attack how that works? Like no, okay. just the starting because most card games I've found. <clears throat> including magic, including all these, any ones where you can buy yourself better stuff, that can a lot of times be mitigated if somebody has something that, of course, like, doesn't, like, isn't affected as much by the stuff. Oh, yeah, that definitely happens in this game, yeah. 
Yeah, so I was just trying to figure out how uh, how it happens because the timing in some games is like instant. Where, for example, they'll say, "Okay, three, two, one, put down your card," or you can both talk. And it sounds like at tournaments, it's more like you're just playing against whatever they have, and with yeah. friends, you can say, "I've got three decks." Because I always hear you guys talking about building decks, and you build teams in Hero Clicks, which is somewhat the same way, but mm-hmm. there isn't really a rule stating. Oh. That you you can't like go. Oh, he's got a character that I bet my shit's just not going to work as good against. So that, instead, I'm going to use this other. Because basically, you'll have you'll have your main deck and you'll have a 15 card side deck. And after the oh, first okay. game, you don't know what your opponent's going to use. So after the first game, you'll go right. He's fucked me hard. I need to side some cards in from my side deck. Okay. And take okay. some of the cards out from my main deck. And then you play side cards that are good competitively in a meta. We we have place. we we have um. Side army, so it's the same. Yeah. Reinforce, same, so, yeah. okay, so, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, okay. You just you just that play what it. you think. Yeah. So okay. yeah, there's, there's stuff for that. Yeah. Because I don't want to buy this. I you know the guy I've got's like boring old farmer dude or whatever. I don't know, but his fucking main because you only get one leader card right in a starter deck when you yeah. buy a when you buy a starter deck. So who the fuck buys starter decks? Just idiots like me? No, starter uh, decks are good. I think starter decks are a good play. Like. Especially Depends, now, yeah. especially now, because they're doing a promotion for the Broly movie coming out. So uh, this goes for Carrick and also anyone who's listening. If you're interested and you're like, okay, I want to pick this up, they have a deal going on where you buy, you go in with a friend, you buy two starter decks and six packs, and I yeah. believe they give you some some free stuff that ties into the movie too. So the idea is to get two people who are new to the game to buy these two starter decks, face off against each other, and also packs to maybe supplement that. Um, Very think with volume three, yeah, 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 exactly. So, okay. but here's another thing: powers. You guys talked about powers, yes. Right. And you said, "Oh, well, this new deck brings powers into the game that aren't in there." Then will my Joe Boo, the fucking loser, not mm-hmm. have the defense against your new ultra powerful nuclear attack? So, so in the new cards, right. there's these new abilities. How do my old uh, Podunk yeah. dudes fight against? If you're running an old, if you're running the deck you're running, you probably wouldn't have much defense because you're playing before those cards were released. Mm-hmm. So, so, you, so you when you go do. to a tournament, do they say the Usually, deck level? No, because here, here's the thing: is like, what, what you're, I think what you're asking about, not even think I know what you're asking about, and kind of the answer to it all is is called the meta. So it's like. Mm pretty much as new cards get released they're not like the, the new set that's coming out uh in it not set uh but a new themed booster is what it's called which kind of the same thing but fuck it um it's coming out next month and so a bunch of new cards are getting released into the game right now to me there only looks to be like one card you'll you might know what it is take down burgos who looks to yeah. kind of change the meta because it, it cancels out a huge part of so many decks. It's an instant card that he talked about side decking earlier. It's instantly a card that's going to be a part of any side decking ever. Yeah, they did. Yeah, because that happens with there was a card called I don't know if you remember Shigesh. Yes, which was ridiculous. But then they brought a card out a set later, which completely just nerfed that card. It's basically like a ner- okay. nerf in video games. Doesn't that piss you guys off? Okay, so this is what always bothers me with card games. Um, uh, the, the only three or four that I've played big time are Elder uh, is uh, Cthulhu, which is a living card game. So you play in tournaments for the year, and then they take all the rankings and they mm-hmm. figure out w- what works and what doesn't. Then they write an entire book uh, uh, for the plot about what happened, and then all the new cards for the next year are based on like a story, like a meta. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So 
You get that. Or you get hero clicks, which it doesn't matter if you have an old guy. Because for the most part, you can you can you can sort of set a rule up and say those things aren't usable here. So if I brought my shitty fucking Gen One starter pack that Takedown tried to link me to, because I'm sure he wanted to win, so he made me buy the shittiest stuff. <laughs> so I got this shitty card deck. What do I do? So uh, how how do I how do I even play right. if, if you guys have these fucking? So the way I look at it is, um. Old cards aren't made irrelevant. I feel like as new cards get released, it makes the older cards that previously sucked more relevant. So I was talking briefly for like half a second about my Gotenks deck. A lot of the cards in there are are for one of the card effects we were talking about called Fusion. So you you take these cards, and and for anyone who's watched Dragon Ball, you know Gotenks is made of of Kid Trunks and, and Goten. Uh, so you, you, I'm pretty much taking these old Goten and Trunks cards that were completely irrelevant, and now using them to fusion. So I'm, and it, it's based off a new card that came out, which when I fuse, I draw two, and when I attack, I draw one. And it also has that critical effect we were talking about earlier. So it's an insanely good card, and it makes, and but not to the point where the game's broken, but it makes yeah. other cards relevant now so that's what i noticed with this game a lot which is why i i was always invested and still remain invested even with some of my frustrations now is that i found myself digging into the game more and learning okay wow these these cards that weren't good at all weren't useful at all now are incredibly useful for someone who makes a creative enough deck there's a lot of those and there's a lot of cards that have always like set one has some of the best cards in the game still Mm -hmm. like sends you being objection are still considered to be, I think, 98% of every deck in the entire game uh, meta uses Senzu Bean or something, mm-hmm. like, if it's a blue engine. So there's still cards that are amazing. But now, see, he actually, it's perfect timing. He mentioned cards like Senzu Bean, which uh, does what's called energy manipulation. It, it pretty much, I talked about how when you play a card, you tap an energy, you put it on the field. What this new card is that I said is going to change the game is it literally sits out there, and and if your opponent tries to manipulate their energy at all, I think they like take something from their life or something along yeah. those lines. Crazy that just completely fucks anyone up who tries to do that. So it uh it makes a really huge difference in the game. So in a yeah. way, it screws over some decks, but um, other decks, it's really good. Yeah, exactly, and 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 which would then change the meta completely. Exactly. So. It's definitely it's a game that's always evolving. I think in a good way. Mostly, I I really only take yeah. issue with the current new leaders that they have, um, which are which are Shenron is what they're called. Uh, anyone who knows Shenron from Dragon Ball, you, you take the seven Dragon Balls, you make a wish. It's built around that theme where uh, yeah. every Dragon Ball card you play, it's a free cost and you draw one. So it's it's fucking ridiculous because yeah. early it's on, can't, people, can't attack. Yeah, exactly. And you <laughs> just sit that. there. So so early on. People will be drawing like six cards within the first two turns, which is unheard of. It's incredibly. I do six in one turn. That's why I love my deck. Yeah, it's insane. I can't stand it. And um, there are decks like Takedowns, which draw so much that it's totally fine. Because for me, like I was was playing that Gotenks deck. It does. It has a lot of draw power if I play certain cards. So people were hitting me with like the one star Dragon Ball, and making me drop one to my drop area three times in a row, and I was like, well, "Fuck, I'm screwed." <laughs> that makes me laugh when I do that to my deck. It's yeah. like, "Good luck." And then yeah. you get cell chained in my deck, and it does damage. So there's things yeah. that there's counters to every deck. 
Yeah. Like my deck's really good at drawing, and there's one called Hercule who's really good at drawing. Oh, gosh, yeah. Then there's another deck who's a cell, for the character's cell, and he will make you drop all the cards you've drawn from your hand, basically. Mm-hmm. So there's countermeasures and counters to every single deck type deck. There's not really that many decks that are so good that they're unbeatable. Yeah, they're really. That's the thing about the game. There isn't that one deck that's incredibly. Maybe Harudagon Storm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Which is why they've got the Burgos card coming out because it gets rid yeah. of this this type of play called Storm, which is literally you try to kill your opponent in the first two turns, that's and it happens. It. Storm is this helps Storm as well against Storm as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. Crisis Crusher. Yeah, they're, they're always bringing things. If a deck gets too powerful, they'll either bring out cards to nerf it, or they'll just ban the card they've done once. Yeah, one ban, or they limit it to like one card per deck instead of four. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think it's really balanced as a game compared to something like Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it's very balanced. Yeah, because Yu-Gi-Oh had like you get Exodia in, in like your first turn and just end the game, something crazy like that. Yeah, and they got their uh, ban cycles they do as well, which we don't have at the moment. Yeah, which I would love for Dragon Ball to start doing. I would, I would praise the sun if I saw <laughs> the Shenron leaders got banned because I think oh, no. I think no. it's... what else are they going to ban? Though they ban everything, then they'll get crazy with it. Yeah, but I just feel like so. My issue with it is that you can just take like a seven drop. I said this earlier. You can take like a six drop, a seven drop, and play it. Yeah, Gogeta is the popular one for that. Yeah. And just play a turn three. It's like, oh, okay, like fuck the fuck the pacing of the game, huh? You know, like it's that's why I think yeah. it does. I think it just makes it such a chaotic thing where it's like, okay, I see him putting an extra, you know, six energy card in the in the drop area for no reason. He's probably gonna pull that out later in the game. But what if all of their energy, all of their Dragon Balls are in their life? Then that's a really good advantage for the opponent because then they have to take mm-hmm. the Dragon Balls from their life and they have got like one life left mm-hmm. or two. Yeah, but so I've depends, never had that happen. I've had no, people, no, but I, never. Yeah, never. It's just, it's just, I don't know how it's never happened, but I've I've only seen two in their max. Yeah, same actually. Now think about it. And what's crazy is they draw so much early on that they can just defend themselves. Yeah, they draw so much, and sometimes it depends what deck they're playing, but they can be so slow that they've taken me to draw like so many times in a yeah. tournament. Yep, exactly, dude. It's so so frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, when I play against one, I'm, especially if it's the Black Shenron himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind playing against any of the other ones as much, but the Black Shenron is just OP. Like His abilities are... Because mm-hmm. what will happen oh. is he gives you... like What I got hit with twice on this past Wednesday uh, was someone used the at-all-cost Vegeta. I was at 7 life. At-all-cost Vegeta. I had three cars in hand. He played uh, the Wish Granter Shenron, so he, he gave oh. him 5k in crit. Jesus Christ. Sent that's his Dragon Balls out of the game, gave him triple attack, and another like 10k, I think, or something like that, and, and swung at me each time for triple attack crit, so I wasn't taking anything from my life. No. Nope. Yeah, I, I just, I was fucked. I literally had to take three hits in a row, and I lost right there. Someone did that to me, but it was triple strike, triple attack, crit. 20,000 boost on a Gogeta, and I had 8 life, and it was just over. See, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. I used, uh, I used uh, counter attacks, but they just used Badgering Laser, so I was screwed. Oof. I would have raged. <laughs> I, I, I did. That's the thing, yeah. I get so tilted sometimes. I'm like, really? Like, people see it on my face and they'll laugh, and I'll laugh too, but I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, you guys suck. 
Two. Sometimes it can be it can be a dick move just yeah. to like do that much damage, even though they want to win, obviously. Well, yeah, because like that's the thing is we have like Wednesdays where we play and it's just pretty casual, and we have set Sundays where it's like the actual tournaments. So, like you go in there and you sweat hard. There makes sense. Totally get exactly it. the same here. But it's like Tuesdays and Sundays. Yeah, on Wednesdays though, I'm like, really? Like we're here to have fun, and you guys are are crushing me into the dust. <laughs> Casual BTCs, and they're just destroying. Yeah, man. But that's why I'm I'm taking this Yamcha deck out. I'm just like, you know what? I'm investing in something good here because I've never played just like a full on aggressive style, and and this card, this deck is filthy. Man, that, that deck, if you've got all of the uh, Everybody's Pal Yamchas and the Bubbers and the 100% Yamchas, that deck's going to destroy anyone. I, I Yes, I invested like $40 and, and ordered Jeez, all that. Yeah, I can't afford that. I can't, I can, but it's just I have to import it from America. Mm, that's the worst by, part. By yeah. the time it arrives, because we didn't get the game till like a year or eight months after you guys did. Wow, I didn't know that. So I had to play, I had to play the phone app that taught you the game every day for eight months just to wow. play it. <laughs> it was harsh. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I got Terror Assault Frost Frost in here and like when you attack a card, it doesn't even matter what level it's at, it just gets KO'd after the battle. And then if your opponent has ten thousand power on its leader card, they take a damage from it. It's crazy. That's what these guys do. Because you know the link cards from World Martial Arts? Yeah. He brings him out for free or the other way around. Mm-hmm. And then if you put him to the bottom of your deck you can KO any card with with uh any cards unless it's got barrier. Literally any card in the game. Yeah. It's filthy. It's painful. And then I put Digging Deep Vegeta in here for for when I'm fucking getting stalled out like against a Shenron. Is that the free combo when you play it? It's the it's the one that when this card attacks, you may choose up the two cards from your life, add them to your hand. If you choose oh. to add one or more cards to your hand, switch this to active mode, gains 5,000 power. So it's like a aggressive... Awakener. That's good though. Self Awakener, yeah, because you got that and then the Vegito. Are you running testing his limits, Vegeta? No. I love that card. It's like my new favorite Vegeta after all costs. I'm gonna have to look into it because I don't know that one. The new favorite card of mine that I'm looking to use is Super Saiyan Three Son Goku, and it's just like a promo rare that when you play it, just every card gets plus five thousand, and then it pumps, it goes back to your hand after the turn's over. There, beautiful. Which one is that? That's at- testing his limits. Testing. All- <laughs> oh, that's um. No, it's not gonna work. Oh yes, yes, yes. I have a bunch of those. He's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a yellow one, right? Yeah. Right on. All right. Destroyed my whole room now. Carrie, you got any questions? <laughs> Can we stop? Carrie, <laughs> yeah. you gonna that's beg us question. to stop? <laughs> No, I actually, I mean, I just pay attention to the entire thing. All this already answered the question that I'd had anyway. <laughs> How many viewers uh, are not the question right now? <laughs> oh, who, who fucking cares? Like, I, I mean, to me, this is the kind of stuff that's like, it's it's something outside of games. And for once, I, I mean, I I just like to actually listen and learn on some stuff. You like can see how much Mr. Where... May love this shit. Yeah, right. Holy yeah. shit. I, I just sort of like sometimes <sighs> just listening and figuring out what people like. You do both sound like the biggest fucking uber nerds ever which I love, <laughs> always, here. It's, it's always me so it's nice like i'm always talking about and you're like oh, yeah. super uh, unbelievable what if you got an uber well i'm filthy today are you sweating <laughs> and you guys, i'm just laughing back here just going like fuck uh, it does f- sound like martial arts getting together though when they like learn something they'll be like yeah did you do tw- that's true did you do twin hammers tonight no i didn't do twin hammers but i did flying pel- pelican fucking brief or whatever and you're like People on the outside are all, what the 
fuck are these guys talking about? And to me, I like it. Uh, I like all the slang. There was something slang. you guys said a little bit ago. It's like, yeah, when I'm getting this, I like to do this. But then people play filthy. And then it's like, <laughs> if you get sweaty here, it's okay. And I'm like, what the shit? <laughs> and I will be honest, we're brutal. But like, we don't, we play because we love it. Mm-hmm. We play like card games and board games and stuff. Um, we And we're competitive, but usually a little bit in a weird way, cooperative. But like, if I went to one of your guys' places, my goal would be to win utterly and brutally so like when you were saying this guy you know did a bunch and you were like oh come on man we're trying to have fun i wouldn't understand that because (laughs) you you can buy better cards so to me yeah it's difficult to say okay i'm not gonna do what i could do and win the game i'm gonna prolong it i feel that that's worse no, I get why he wouldn't, it. but I'm just like, well, how are you going to walk in here and yeah. do that to us? Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what happens to yeah, us? No, like, I fuck get... you. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. I mean, like, no wonder people flip tables over and shit. Yeah, but then the next, if it was if it was us doing it, we'd be proud. We wouldn't be like, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. We'd do it, I reckon, 100%. Like. Oh, dude, it's the same cycle of events. Like, if I'm winning, you know, and some guy, like, he, he he's explaining his L to me. It's like, man, I had this card. If I just got it out next turn, like I think that would have been it. Oh, and, I hate that shit. And, and in the I back of your head, shit. you're just like, yeah, man. I mean, oh, that really sucks. But hey, that was a great game. But in, like, in your head, you're like, yeah, I fucking won. Fuck that. Don't you hate it when people say to you, like, oh, if only this would have happened. It's like, no, it didn't happen. It, mm-hmm. I won. Like, oh, but if this happened, I would have won. It's like, but it didn't happen. Like, It's just the nature of the game, man. I won. It's the nature of yeah, the game. Yeah, there, there's someone at my local tournament who refuses to play against my announcer dick. They're always like, oh, pair me up with someone else. Pretty oh weird. God, that's that, yeah, that's crazy. And they play Cell Chain with Super Seventeen as well, the new one. Wow. So yeah, that's odd. Oh man, I could nerd out about this shit for the rest of my life. I swear, yeah. Well, we hope <laughs> you all of you, uh, we hope all of you enjoyed this episode of the Ham Radio Podcast. I apologize for my dog. He's also saying goodbye to everyone for the rest of 2018, as you can tell. Uh, real quick, what's, uh, let's let's tell everybody just how nerdy you are. How much how much money you guys think? Total. Oh Jesus Christ! Here we go. Thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. You talking about on this game? Uh, yes, on the on every card, even cards you don't use anymore. All right. Like, so what do you think? Thousand dollars easily. Part of me compensates by knowing that there are people in my store who have spent like thousands, way more, way more, like. They, they're like, yeah, I bought a case, which is, is like a ton. Of but you did or someone else did? No, someone else did. Oh, good, because that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need that many cards. Uh, but they'll, So for me, it has to be upwards closer to 1,000 at this point. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, actually, these... you know, I had to surpass it. After, after I just beat, or I just beat, I'm thinking of video games right now. After I just made this Yamcha <laughs> deck, that was another decent amount of money put into it. Um, but what I've noticed is that I've been spending less and less over time just because I have play sets for like everything. Yeah, so, same. Like you've already got this stuff. Know, I, I mean, the way I look at it is I've been playing for nine months. It's a card game. It's never going to be cheap, no matter what. If you want to, if you want to be, you know, competitive at it and you're invested in it. Uh, part of it's my own fault because there would be sometimes I'm like, yeah, just give me a booster box. Fuck it, you know, I'll open twenty four packs right now. Um, yeah, same. I've needed nothing from a set and still bought a booster box. <laughs> I haven't done that yet because I, I I just I, I like having some self control because I feel like um, I haven't done. I just love opening packs. Like, yeah, oh, going to the back card and hoping it's not a leader. <laughs> I feel that, but yeah, I definitely have spent a decent amount on this game. Um, it, it's it's yeah. just something about it's, it. It's it's I think it's, it's also addictive. it's my 
break away from gaming. You know, I just, it has nothing <laughs> to do with video games. So I, I really have like an additional level of enjoyment, I feel, just because it's, it's yeah. you know, you and I yeah. talked about it. Yeah. It's just nice to get out, socialize, play a yep. card game, not to worry about you know, the next discussion, next news bit, all that shit. So, yeah, I never, I would never give shit for people doing that because, like, I have 36 airsoft guns. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, there's this no, is the only thing that gets you, me out of the house. You would never hear me, like, you know, be like, oh my God. I mean, I'll joke and say we're all nerds, but to me, the cost of that, it's not even really that much when you consider, like, a huge hobby. I know people who have huge hobbies who spend $1,000 and one go. Yeah. Versus $1,000 and all this, depending on the hobby. So, two gift boxes. I love it. <laughs> I've, I've got a third one, don't worry. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, but here's the thing, though. How they get you is like, it'll be the little things. Like, this this gift box comes with a, a, a Christmas-themed leader. It's like, okay, that's cute. Comes with some packs. All right, cool, fine. It comes with, like, what, a tournament pack, I think? It comes with a tournament pack 5, which, like, only just came out. So yeah. you want to get as many as you can. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, that's great. And then, last but not least, it's like, oh, after you're done opening everything, it turns into a storage box. <laughs> So you can store oh, that's cool. more of your cards, and yeah. it's like, oh, that's how they get you. It's like, fuck, now I got more room. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually pretty cool, though, that they yeah. give you something for doing it. Yeah, the gift box is a really good quality compared to some of the other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I think I threw out my Ultimate box. Oh, you bought an Ultimate box? No. Why? You no. Didn't? That's like the worst thing they've ever released. You didn't like it? No, there was no cards in there at all. I think it was like the Vegito. worst support. Yeah, but after they came out over here, each card in the set was two pounds each. Oh wow! It dropped because everyone bought one and was trying to get rid of the ones they didn't want. See, I made use of uh, Vegito. I made use of oh my god, what was his face? Um, I can't remember his uh, name right now. It was the the oh. Universe Eleven. Cloud oh, Zeno. Oh no, um, I can't remember his name. Yeah, he's, I, I, he's too new. Too yeah. new. And then Zeno, I built a deck around. I liked him. Like, I, I got a pretty good use out of it. The cell tokens I use still. The token stuff was cool. Yeah, so yeah, I made use of it, but yeah. I know I know. originally when, when the box first came out, the um, Vegito cards were like 24 each. It was, it was, and they came with a set of yeah. four. So, like, it was already more than the, the ultimate box cost. I was like, all right, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not bad. If you're looking for the cards in it, then obviously it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not, it's like the same of any set. Like if you're not looking for the cards in it, like for me, I'm not going to get a fiend booster pack three because there's nothing in there I want. Yeah, same. Clash of Fates doesn't interest me at all. Same. Yeah, it's nothing in there worth my time. Unless they have like a secret rare card to get or a field card for getting off Namek in five minutes, then I'll buy it all day. <laughs> have you ever have you ever spent money and been like totally pissed with what you got? Every time I buy Dragon Ball cards, that's exactly what happens. Really? Every time, nine out of ten times, because I'll just get cards that I've already got or I didn't want, because it's all RNG, yeah. isn't it? That's well, why, why I don't spend as much. Why don't anymore. you just eBay it anymore? I I do eBay it, but sometimes I just really want just to open a pack and just yeah. Just, there's something thrilling about not knowing what you're going to get and then being pissed off. No, it's called loot boxes. There's a reason why we're exactly. talking about them in video games. Yeah, gambling. Yeah. That's yeah. why I don't. Nope. That's why I don't do it because I know it's like the same thing as loot boxes in gaming. So I, I usually like. Yeah, initially but, on, yeah. I, I got booster boxes to build my collection, so I just have cards that I can... What I do now, like when I went to go build this Yamcha deck, like the Digging Deep Vegetas, I already had the the Burst Attacks I already had. Like, there was a bunch I already had, so I could just pull from my collection. But 
there came a point for me where I was like, all right, like I don't need to buy any more boosters. Um, especially because at the store I play at, you know, when when you pay, you pay five dollars to enter, and then if you win yeah, more, you, you can like walk away with like fifteen dollars of trade credit, or you can put it towards packs. And so I usually just build that up by paying five dollars a week, and then just pay with my trade credit through that, and yeah, I saved so much money. I can't do that. I'm I'm sick. I need help. <laughs> So I entered a tournament and came fifth place, and got we got sixteen packs for participation. Wow! Like uh, four event pack twos, four event pack ones, eight championship packs. It was the European. I don't know if you've got an equivalent. The European BCC. I don't know what yours is. You've probably had loads of that sort of stuff. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard of something like that. Yeah, because we've got our first European championship next month or the month after. Hmm. I know that they just did some type of nationals. That's where like Harudigarn's been getting a lot of more looks now. So. Yeah, he's he's the meta number one. Last mm-hmm. time I checked. Yeah. Uh, Nerdgasm. Right. Let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, thank you so much, Takedown, for joining us on this episode. It's been great. Yeah, to have with you. <laughs> it's been awesome. Carrick, as always, thank you. Um, yes, indeed. It's been a fantastic 2018 hosting this with you, and here's to more yes. amazing episodes in 2019. Uh, thank you once again Absolutely. to the listener who spent this whole year listening to us. We really appreciate you. And my dog's giving us all one final send off. So we will catch you all next episode in 2019. Peace out. Peace out. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.